Welcome back to episode three of the Create Health podcast. I'm really excited for this one today. It's probably one of my favorite topics to educate on and share with you guys. So I'm really stoked to be doing this one today. This is going to be a solo episode. And the intention of this podcast is really to mostly be a solo podcast. Yes, I will, you know, bring uh, guests from time to time and and you know the first two episodes, um, one of them didn't even involve me talking for the most part. But I, I really want to just use this podcast to educate and share some of the longer form topics that are on my mind. Uh, you know, Instagram's great for sharing a thirty second, sixty second, you know, ninety second idea. Um, but a lot of times I get asked things that are just they're so nuanced and they're so um, complex that I just can't really do it justice in that amount of time. And I've been wanting to do this podcast for years, as you guys have probably heard me say in, in, in the first episode. And so, you know, this is my chance to, to go long form. So I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to share with you guys today. And the topic today is, of course, um, I, I get asked a lot, how does this, how does this work, Dr. Ben? Like, how do people heal themselves just eating fruits and vegetables? And, and sometimes they're asking because like, it just seems preposterous and sometimes they're asking because they are considering that it's possibly true, but it just, they want more information. They want to understand at a deeper level. And maybe you're somewhere in between, or maybe you're like, you know what? I really think this guy's crazy, but I do want to hear him out. And, um, wherever perspective you're coming from, um, you know, you're welcome here. And I will say that, you know, I was once the perspective of like the medical model and any of these things that these alternative health people do or hogwash. And, and I, I once held that belief system too. So if that's you, uh, I'm super stoked you're here. And so I'll give you a chance to hear me out. And, you know, if I'm convincing, awesome. If I'm not, and you want to go, you know, on your merry way, doing whatever it is you're already doing. Cool. Uh, I'm not really here to convince anybody of anything per se. I'm more just here to educate and share my perspective and what's worked for me and my clients. So if it resonates with you, awesome. If it doesn't, um, I totally understand. Uh, I think I'm getting great results with people and people I've worked with will, will say the same. But um, ultimately, I, I'm really not the person who wants to convince anybody of anything. I just want to um, you know, share a message of health and hope for people out there. So um, let's get into it. Let's get into it. So number one, um, I, if this is a topic you want to learn more about, I highly, highly recommend checking out my book, Create Health, Reverse Autoimmune Disease Without Drugs or Their Side Effects. It's available on Amazon. If you want to support me directly, uh, you can go on createhealthbook.com and get a, get a copy there. And uh, that, that is really the manual for reversing autoimmune disease with diet and lifestyle. And look, if there were a better way to do it, you know, if there were an easier way to do it, I would have, you know, I didn't make this intentionally difficult. I just made it what I thought was the most, you know, what solution worked the best and, you know, had the most uh, effectiveness with the least amount of side effects. Um, <laughs> and in fact, most of the side effects are positive things. People go to um, change their diet and their lifestyle in order to heal a chronic condition. And then they find that like other things improve, right? Whereas the medical model, there's always a trade-off. Uh, we'll get into that. Um, so yeah, the book has really good information there. 
Um, and, you know, people are saying, hey, Dr. Ben, you should do an audio book. And maybe that's in the cards one day. But for now, we're, um, we just got the, we got the book and then you can listen to the podcast. So um, reversing autoimmune disease, eating fruits and vegetables, eating a high plant-based diet, high raw plant-based diet or all raw plant-based diet to do so. How the heck does it work? Does it even work, right? And so for those of you that are evidence junkies, hey, I got to see the studies. I got to see the double blind randomized control placebo trials. Like, cool. Uh, you can't really, you know, double blind a, um, a, a diet intervention. Uh, but the good news is that, you know, um, you have to double blind randomize, you know, multi-center study a lot of these pharmaceutical drugs because the benefit is so marginal that to show an effect, you have to do these studies with tens of thousands of people. Um, with the, the, with this intervention, the, the effect is so profound, um, that, uh, it's, it's, you don't need that depth of a study. Um, and it would be impossible to do anyway. Um, but if you check out, uh, there's a journal called the International Journal of Disease Prevention and Reversal, Disease Prevention and Reversal, which has a lot of case studies of people who have healed, um, a lot of these, uh, autoimmune conditions using a, a plant-based diet, using a high raw or all raw plant-based diet. In fact, um, you know, I have a client who we did a case study on there. Um, there's an MS uh, client who reversed it. Um, and her whole case study is, um, is in that journal. And it's to, to really an egregious level of detail, honestly, of like everything she did, like diet, prayer, meditation, exercise, like all these things. And she documented it to like a a really profound degree. And so the evidence, the evidence is there. Are you going to find this in most of the, you know, the nature, the science, the, the BMJ, the Lancet? No, no, you're not because those journals are, you know, of course, commandeered by the pharmaceutical industry. And then anything that, you know, shows the beneficial effect and essentially obsolesces the need for a pharmaceutical intervention is going to be turned away. They're not going to publish that stuff, right? So if you're, you're, if you're an evidence guy, if you're an evidence person, you need to see the science. I totally understand. I would start with the International Journal Disease Prevention and Reversal. Um, International Journal of Disease Reversal and Prevention, I think it is. I think it's the IJDRP, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but you can look that up, right? And if you're still skeptical, awesome. Um, but just understand that journals are going to lean for the most part away from anything non-pharmaceutical because they make most of their advertising dollars from uh, pharmaceutical companies. And of course, um, you know, all these people who have their MDs and PhDs, you know, are, are predicated on these pharmaceutical interventions and that's what they learned. And so they ultimately have a bias against anything that is non-pharmaceutical. So, that being said, um, you're probably here because the pharmaceutical model didn't work for you, just like I am. And I was a big believer in it. Um, and I was a big believer in that medical model that basically something is wrong with you. There's something wrong with you. Hint, there's nothing wrong with you. Um, but the medical model says that there's something wrong with you and we have to medicate it. We have to treat that symptom with a medication that's going to suppress that symptom, right? Or a surgical intervention that's going to, you know, cut that body part or that organ out of you or somehow modify it in some way to fix you. Um, awesome news. 
you're not broken, you don't need to be fixed. But that's the medical model, right? And they look at like, oh, these insolent peasants who need to be fixed, we will give them our drugs, right? Um, and that they, they can basically do what's called a diagnosis, right? Which um, for those of you guys who know one of the root words, um, dia means everything and gnosis is knowledge or wisdom, right? So a diagnosis is all knowing. It's knowing everything. So the doctor knows everything and tells you you've got this disease, labels you with this. This is how you're broken, right? And then, okay, now that we have the name for the disease, we can pick a medication out of our arsenal that's going to treat that disease, treat that symptom, right? Um, and that's, that's basically uh, the medical model. And, you know, I like to joke around that, you know, diagnosis, all-knowing, I like to say, well, it's actually... The root words are die, meaning to, and agnosis, meaning not knowing or ignorance. So that when a doctor gives you a diagnosis, there's basically two people in the room who are ignorant, the patient and the doctor. Ha, 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 ha. But it does have some truth to it, does it not? So, um, which, which, which brings us to, you know, there's also the alternative medical model, which says like, okay, pharmaceutical drugs might you know are dangerous and have side effects and it'll be bad for you but instead um you have this diagnosis or, or this showed up on your blood work and we're going to treat it we're going to treat this with this supplement or this food or this you know infrared light acupuncture needle chiropractic adjustment with this um you know uh whatever it may be this patch this this powder um, this sort of external substance, right, that's going to fix this problem, right, versus looking at the root cause, versus looking at the full picture of the human being, because we are infinitely complex as humans. Um, and so a lot of people get caught in that alternative medical model trap of like, okay, well, the, the mainstream medical system isn't, you know, isn't, like doing what I need. So I need to look at the alternative medical model. And this is when I get questions like, hey, you know, I have high blood pressure. What, f what food would be best for that? Should I eat pomegranates or blueberries or cranberries? I read that cherries are really good if you have high blood pressure. It's like, that's, that's the alternative medical model, thinking that, that food is, is somehow synonymous with a pill, right? And that instead of taking a pill, where you're just going to take a certain food, right? And it's like, and it's this quid pro quo, this for that. Uh, mentality of like, okay, well, you know, if, if, um, if like Cinepril treats high blood pressure, but I don't want to take like Cinepril, well, you know, do I need to take cherries or pomegranates, right? And it's like, that's, that's, that's an alternative medical model. That's still really the medical model, which is a quid pro quo model, right? Which says like, oh, okay, to treat this disease or this symptom, you need this intervention, right? Um, and here's the truth is that if you want to reduce high blood pressure, just consume whatever fruit is appealing or is in season or is available or tastes good in copious amounts and, you know, get rid of the processed foods and the animal products and you will find that the blood pressure goes down. Um, but we'll, we'll get more into that. But I, what I basically want to get you guys away from is realizing that it is not a quid pro quo, right? There is either health or unhealth, right? And a, and, a, and a symptom of unhealth is not treated with an individual intervention. It's, it's, a, it's a big picture. Let's look at the big picture and let's work towards health. So I'm getting ahead of myself.
ultimately what I want to impress upon you, and I apologize, it's taken 12 minutes to get here, but is, is that the body is self-healing. The body is a self-healing, self-organizing, self-replicating, self-running organism, right? It's tempting to say machine, but it's not a machine. It's, it's far more complex than that. And whether you're a you know, believe in creation, that it's a divine creation, or you believe in evolution, that it's the product of three and a half billion years of evolution. Well, it's either way, it's a heck of a lot more complex and nuanced and um, than, than really we as humans can comprehend, even someone with, you know, years of study. Um, so if anybody tells you they, they have it all figured out, I, I really doubt it. So, so either way, um, the body is is extremely complex, but we do know that it has the ability to heal itself. And you know this if you've ever cut your hand, right, or scraped your knee. You know that eventually, with time, the wound closes. Maybe a scar is left behind, maybe not, but ultimately, the body could heal itself. Now, you know, may have been cut so bad or, or something, you know, um, been cut so deep that it needs stitches, it needs some kind of human intervention, it needs a bandage, of course, you know, um, maybe it does, but ultimately, um, you know, the stitches get taken out, right? Like the body, the body eventually heals itself from these kinds of things. Um, but conversely, if you scrape your knee and you rub a bunch of dirt on there, or as it starts to scab over, you pick off the scab, what's going to happen? Well, what's going to happen is that you're going to impede the healing process. It's still, the body's still trying to heal itself, but you're, you're getting in the way of it, right? And, you know, as a kid, I always used to pick my scabs and my parents, my grandparents would yell at me for doing it, but I was just kind of morbidly fascinated with it. Um, but of course, if you, you don't pick at it, you, um, it, it'll heal faster, right? But eventually it'll heal unless you're constantly, constantly, constantly interfering with it. And then in which case it won't. But that becomes exhausting to like constantly trying to like interfere with your body's own healing process manually, right? Um, now, conversely, if you put on a bandage, right? If you if you put a bandage over the cut on your knee, well, it heals a little bit faster, right? It heals faster. Um, and, and so what's interesting, I, I want to know if you've ever done this, if you've ever like taken off the bandage and then seeing that the cut is healed. That's pretty cool, right? Now, have you ever taken off the bandage and seen that the cut is healed and go, wow, bandage saved my life. This bandage healed me. This band-aid is amazing. I want to write to a letter or make a phone call to the makers of the band-aid and just tell them how amazing they are for healing my scraped knee. No, that's that's absurd, <laughs> ridiculous, right? Like it's comical, right? Because the bandage didn't actually heal your knee, right? So then why would you put it on there, right? Why would you put the bandage on if it doesn't have any healing properties, right? If, if you weren't going to, like, you know, shout the name of the bandage off the rooftops for healing you, why use it, right? And here's, here's here, you know, I'm sure you've come up with an answer in your head as you're listening to this, you said it out loud, is that the bandage had no special healing properties. What the bandage did do, was facilitated the process that was already going to happen of your body healing itself. It just made the process easier, right? That's what it did. The body was still gonna heal itself. The bandage just facilitated that healing process, right? 
by how? By keeping the dirt out, keeping you from picking at it, keeping things from, you know, getting in there, or you, you know, if you bumped your knee in the doorway, like re-aggravating, right? It was a, it was a shield, it was a protection, so that that self-healing process that is going on in every cell of your body, pretty much, every second, every minute of every hour of every day of your life until you're dead, your body is working to try to heal itself, right? And what it did was it facilitated that process. It disinhibited it. It protected things that would interfere with that process from interfering with it. That's what the bandage did. And so here is the leap. Here is the philosophical leap that I'm asking you to make. That if your body has the capacity to heal a cut on its knee, it can heal from almost anything. Okay, given that the, the condition is not too severe and it has the is it is uninhibited from doing so, we remove the inhibitions to the healing, just like the bandage removes the inhibitions to the cut healing, right? And now, okay, now I'm not saying okay. So this is how 17 minutes in, Doctor Ben, I'm going to heal from rheumatoid arthritis by wrapping myself in bandages like a mummy. Is that what the ancient Egyptians did? <laughs> You're such a quack, Doctor Ben. Too. No. No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that your body has the capacity to heal itself to the degree that you allow the healing, to the degree that you remove the obstructions to the healing. And I'll say that again, to the degree that you remove the obstructions to the healing. And let me tell you that 99.9% of you out there are inhibiting the process to your healing every freaking day, okay? Every day you are doing things that are getting in the way of your body healing itself, and that is why you are sick. That is why you are sick, because you are getting in the way of your body's ability to heal itself. It's just that these habits and these practices of getting in the way, these, these inhibitions to the process of healing, are so ubiquitous, so accepted in modern Western society that you don't even realize they're going on. You don't even realize that you're doing it. And man, I'm excited about this topic and I really want to curse, but I'm going to keep it PG here, okay? Um, because so many people are inhibiting that self-healing process every freaking day and most of them ain't even aware that they're doing it, okay? And so what are the ways that we are inhibiting that process? Well, there's lots of them, but... Um, for the sake of this podcast, the most important things that they're doing in their diet and their lifestyle, the foods that they are eating are going to be the biggest inhibitor of their body's ability to heal itself, okay? And I'm talking about the processed foods and the animal foods, okay? And the cooked foods, all right? Even if they are plants, they are to some degree inhibiting it. And so the foods that least inhibit the healing process are going to be fruits and vegetables. Now listen to that, I said the least inhibiting, right? Because honestly, to some degree, all food <laughs> is inhibiting of the healing process. If you put someone on a water fast, and I interned at a water fasting clinic in-house for three months, I saw amazing healing happen. Uh, no food will usually heal you faster than some food, even really good food. But let's, that's obviously not a sustainable practice. You can't be fasting all the time, right? And you, if you're doing a fast, if you're doing a water fast, it needs to be supervised if it's more than 40 to 72 hours, okay? Um, 
So let's take fasting off the table, but I will say that if you look into it, it's one of the most expeditious healing modalities for chronic disease. Fast and effective, right? Now there are certain dangers to it, right? Which make it need, um, you know, uh, medical supervision or, or, or healthcare supervision by someone who's qualified to, to, to um, supervise a fast, which there are, you know, a handful of people in the world. I wouldn't just go to any doctor and ask them to supervise a fast because most you can have no idea what they're doing unless they have actual clinical experience like I do doing it. So that being said, fruits and vegetables, why are they the best at removing the obstructions to healing? Right? Why are they the least obstructive things to eat, put in your body? Well, number one is that they have a nutrient profile that best meets, meets our nutrient needs. Okay, vitamins A, B, C, E, and K. All right, um, phytonutrients, minerals, okay, water. All these are things that the body needs in abundance. Antioxidants, enzymes, coenzymes, that's all in fruit. That's all in vegetables, in copious amounts, lots of it, packed with it, right? Notice I didn't say protein. Yeah, it's in there, but honestly, most people eat entirely too much protein, way more than their body can actually handle, way more than their body can actually process, and it becomes pathogenic, meaning it causes disease because it is work for their body to process so much of that stuff that it's not using, okay? Which leads me to the next thing. Fruits and vegetables have the least amount of things that are harmful in foods, okay? Excess protein is pathogenic. I'm gonna say it again, it's unpopular opinion. People think that like protein is this thing that like, okay, 100 grams is good, but if I ate 200, 300, like that'll be awesome. Like there could be an upper limit there could be an upper limit of like actually too much of something, right? Um, which which gets me into another rant. But um, and so um, you know other things that are harmful in the foods, pesticide residues. Okay, um, these these refined foods, uh, refined sugars. Your body doesn't know what to do with that. It can burn it for fuel. Um, refined fats, right? Things that have been Refined foods have been stripped of their constituent nutrients. All right, your body can't, can't really do much with them except burn them for fuel and it burns dirty. You can live off of sugar and oil as fuel, but it's, it's, it, it's like putting diesel in your, in your Honda Civic. Like it's, it's gonna cause a problem. It's gonna cause a freaking problem, right? Um, all right, um, heated fats. All right, too much fat in general is going to is going to cause problems. It's going to interfere with the body's ability to uptake and transport glucose, uptake and transport oxygen. Okay, it's going to get stored in your cells. Right, um, there are so many things in processed foods and animal foods that your body can handle. It can take. It can burn it as fuel, but it's going to be dirty burning fuel. And guess what that means is that your body's going to have to do work to detoxify, to get it out of your system. All these chemical dyes and artificial things, these ingredients in packaged food that you can't pronounce, well, your body definitely can't do anything with that either. And it's got to do work every time to get rid of these things. It's got to play defense, all right? 
And if it's playing defense, it can't heal. All right, if it's doing work to fight off the things that you're giving it every day, it can't heal itself. It's got too much work to do on the front end. But once you start removing that work from it, once you give it mangoes and cherries and celery and romaine lettuce and bananas and cherimoyas and watermelons and oh my god blueberries and and uh, like walnuts and all that good stuff everything that grows out of the ground and off of the tree it's edible in its natural state well then it no longer has to fight off all that crap it no longer has to 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 triage this barrage of chemicals and unhealthy things coming at it and it can begin to just burn clean burning fuel and then use its capacity that it was using that it was using to um, to fight off all that stuff to begin to heal the backlog of stuff that's already built up it can begin to do the inner work of cleaning house of healing itself okay because here's the thing you can be there in defense or you can be in healing but you can't be in both and your body's really good at both defending itself and healing itself but it can generally only do one of them at a time right so if you're constantly giving it things to defend itself from it's going to have a really freaking hard time healing okay so the strategy with the fruits and vegetables is that you give it the food that require it to defend itself almost not nearly at all so it can focus on clearing a backlog of toxicity that's been building up in your body for years or decades. Some of you 50, 60, 70 years. Okay. And so once it does, once it is free up to do that, well, that's when the healing begins. It begins. Begins, begins. Operative word being begins. Not like you drink a few green smoothies and boom, your disease condition goes away. No. You have years or decades of backlog of toxicity from a standard American diet, from a standard Western diet. You probably got injected with a bunch of crap as a kid. Vaccinations, right? Um, it, that's still in there, right? The body has the ability to detoxify itself, but if you're constantly giving it new things to fight off, it can't detoxify the backlog of crap that's there. But you give it the fruits and the vegetables, or you give it the fasting, and then all of a sudden it goes, wow, I'm freed up to clean house. Right, and then people, and then you hear these stories of people having these crazy detox reactions, right? Saying, and, and of course the naysayers are like, "Doctor Ben, the body already can detoxify itself." Yeah, to a certain degree, with a limited bandwidth, right? Like if you inject yourself with mercury, like you're probably going to get sick. Okay, with enough mercury, you die, right? But maybe you do it enough that your body like doesn't kill you. Well, it's still in there, and your body has to get it out, right? And um, it's not going to do it instantaneously. The body, it, it, it's a process and it takes time. And it, it, the ha faster it happens to the degree that you provide it things that aren't going to detoxify it, right? This detoxification process works to the degree that you are not toxifying the body. And as corollary, if you are trying to take herbs or special tinctures to, to, or, 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 or products that are gonna, gonna, going to expedite the detoxification, trust me when I tell you, that you are doing more harm than good. Because the body goes and it does this detoxification process at a certain pace. And every time I've seen people try to take formulas, herbal formulas, chelations, you know, tinctures, whatever, to expedite that process, it always ends up having a backlash. 
because the body can only dump off so many toxins into the bloodstream, into the lymphatic system at a time before it becomes too toxic. So if you expedite that process, you're in for a world of hurt. People ending up in the hospital, people dying, okay? So the body detoxifies itself, all right? Not external substances. That's the medical model. I'm going to take this chelation. I'm going to take this, you know, Dr. So-and-so's detoxification herbs. Like you're, you're dishonoring the body. You are dishonoring the body because the body has the capacity to heal itself. The body has the capacity to detoxify itself. And if you try to expedite that process, you're going to run into trouble, okay? But everybody wants to do it fast. Everybody wants to heal tomorrow, right? Everybody wants to do like the seven-day juice cleanse and all their problems go away. I wish it worked that fast. It doesn't. Leads me to my next point, all right? And tattoo this on your hand so you don't forget it. Write it down. Healing takes time. Healing takes time. Clients work with me and, you know, they, they hear some success stories of people who got results in weeks or, you know, a couple, a month or two, and they want that. And they're like, how come I'm not feeling any better? Well, the thing is that healing takes time. Healing takes time. And the harder you try to put, put like constraints on that or expectations on it, well, the harder it's going to get. And I often find that the people that I work with that I quote, oh, this is going to take five or six months. This is going to take a year of the people who get better faster. And the people that I tell, oh, yeah, we can knock this out in like six weeks are the people who they take longer than that. So I am done with people giving people expectations of how long it takes to heal. Right? Could be weeks, could be months, could be years. It's a process and it takes time. And guess what? That process is not linear. That process is not linear. There will be ups and downs. You are not an Android robot. You are not a car that they send to the shop to be fixed. Again, you're not broken. Right? The body tends to shuffle things around. Right? Healing's a process. There are ups, there are downs, there are plateaus. Right? It's anybody who tells you it's a linear process and you just go from A to B to C um, either is, is dishonest or inexperienced. Healing is a process and it takes time. And sometimes you get worse before you get better. Most of the time you get better and then you get a little worse and then you get better. And then, you know, and it's uh, like it's like a graph that kind of jumps up and down. But for the most part, trends in the positive direction. If you stay on top of the healthy habits, if you are consuming fruits and vegetables to the exclusions of other foods, especially processed foods and animal foods, right? Healing is a process and it takes time. Here's the other thing. Building healthy habits is a process and it takes time. People think, oh, I'm just going to put away cooked food and become a raw vegan and I'm never going to look back. Well, you know, that's, that's, that's the exception more than the rule that that happens, right? Like there are struggles. There are times when you're going to you're going to fall back. There's going to be times when unhealthy food is tempting. Like welcome to life. Welcome to being a human being. Right. So so healing is a process and it takes time. And building healthy habits is a process and it takes time. Which means that overall, this takes time. But we're so conditioned from the medical model. It's like oh, I just take the pill. I just get the injection. I just get the infusion, and then I'm better. Right. Like you like you literally like. You know, I remember when the when oh god, the Depo Provera shot came out when I was in college, and and you know my girlfriend and I wanted to go on birth control, and she's like, "Yep, yeah, I just take the shot, and now I'm good." And like, "Yep, that, that's it." Like, <laughs> boom, <laughs> you know, 
uh, people are used to, uh, and then it's like, I can't get pregnant, right? And then, and then, of course, you have chronic health issues for the rest of your life. And I apologize to you if you're listening to that. If you you know who you are, if you're listening to this podcast, I, I, I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know that these things could have side effects. Now, I would never recommend anybody take something like that that's going to regulate your hormones. But I apologize. I made a lot of mistakes with my health when I when I didn't understand this model. And I thought it was a medical model of just like, boom, you take the shot. Boom, you take the pill. Boom, you're better. Right. Um, and I caused a lot of damage to my to my health. And then, you know, I've been able to recoup all that. But it's been a process. It's been a slow process. I would say for me, I noticed big changes within a week or two and bigger changes within six to eight weeks. But, you know, really getting like 100 percent well was a process that took probably years, honestly. Um, but, you know, hey, if you can get 60, 70, 80 percent of the way there in weeks to months, like awesome, you know. Uh, healthy habits are going to take time to build too. Like that's taken me time to build. Um, so I, I, I've been rambling here. I've been, I've been just spouting wisdom, spitting wisdom for almost 33 minutes here. And I hope you guys are still here. But what I want to impress upon you is that healing the human body works at its own pace. Healing is a process and it takes time. So if you're listening and you're like, Dr. Van, I've been, you know, I read your book and I've been implementing this stuff and I'm feeling better, but I'm not where I want to be. Or like, you know, I was good for a while and then I fell off with my habits and now I'm back to where I was. Like, I just want to give you hope that, that like, it's going to take time. You're working at it. Don't give up. You know, there's going to be down days, you know. Um, but uh, overall, know that it's a process. Be committed to the process. Fall in love with the process, right? Because healing is a process. And if you want to fall in love with healing, if you want to heal, well, you gotta you got to understand that it's a process and you got to love that process. And you got to love yourself through that process, right? And people think that like, oh, okay, once I read Dr. Ben's book, like I'm just going to implement it all. And everything's going to be great. And I'm going to heal within a few weeks to a few months. And that'll be it. Um, and oftentimes, it doesn't work that way. I mean, it, it works that way for some people. I think I was, I, I didn't realize what a rare case I was. that I, I just sort of, you know, stumbled upon this way of eating through mentors of mine and things like that. And, and, and implemented it, you know, with some hiccups in the beginning. But I, I got the ball rolling, you know fairly quickly and, and was able to get results, but not everybody has it work out that way. Some people struggle. And so I, what I want to go into next is really like the three key fundamental aspects of any healing transformation, any disease reversal, any, any kind of, you know, whether it's a weight loss journey or, or, or it's a mental health journey. There are th really three key fundamental components to that. Um, and so if you, if you want to write these down, um, number one is strategy. Okay, we'll get into that. You have to have the right strategy, right? I've talked a lot about today about the Dr. Ben strategy. Uh, and number two is the right mindset, and we'll get into that. And number three is support, okay? So with the right strategy, well, if you want to accomplish anything, you have to have the right strategy. You have to have a strategy that works. And most of you are listening to this podcast. You've done the medical strategy. You've done the pharmaceutical drugs, the infusions, the immune suppressants, the biologics, the levothyroxine, the metformin, the lisinopril, the, 
all the all the stuff that's out there, right? You've been told the doc by the doctors, okay, this is the medication you got to take for the rest of your life, or this isn't a cure, but just do this, right? Or we don't know, just take this medication, maybe it'll be better, right? You you know, like let's see this specialist, see that specialist, do this thing, do that thing, and and eventually you you reach a point where you're like, man, this strategy is not working, right? Like the strategy of just medicating myself or getting my organs chopped out of me, like it's just, it's not getting me where I need to go. Uh, you know, and I'm sure doctors are well-intentioned and they seem smart, but like whatever they're doing ain't working for me. Right. And that's, and that's, you know, the jumping off point where a lot of people find people like me because they're like, man, this, this whole like mainstream strategy isn't working. I'm going to go consider this alternative stuff. Right. And so then you find something like the Dr. Ben strategy, which says, you know, you know, eat mono meals of fruit, drink green smoothies, make big salads, eat tons of fruits and vegetables exclude animal products and processed foods and you'll heal right you're like okay that makes sense right like that that makes some sense cool i'll just go do it right um you read my book you know you buy one of my courses you know i don't know you you find the dr ben strategy you try to run with it um but here's the thing you can have the perfect strategy like we you and i can get on a zoom call and i can map out like Okay, buy the stuff at the grocery store, buy it, you know, eat this for breakfast, eat this for lunch, eat this for dinner, go to bed at this time, exercise this way. I can map out a whole I can map out the perfect Dr. Ben custom strategy for you to heal, right? But here's the thing. If you don't have the right mindset, if your mindset isn't where it needs to be, you sticking to that strategy is gonna be really difficult, right? Because the brownies are going to come around at work and you're going to want to take one. You're going to drive past whatever restaurant or fast food joint or, or um, you know, whatever it is that you want to eat the food at, the bakery, you know, the chips at the gas station. I don't know, right? Like the, the, the Beyond Impossible burgers in the freezer at Sprouts. I don't know. Despite your better judgment, you're going to fall off. Because your mindset isn't where it needs to be. You don't believe that you can stick to it. Or you told yourself, I don't have the discipline, right? Or I don't, you know, or, or, or some core part of you doesn't believe you deserve to be healthy. Or some core part of you wants to sabotage, right? Because um, of trauma you had as a kid or, or whatever it is. And, and no judgment on any of that because a lot of people deal with this, right? Or your, your, just, your belief system is that like other people can do it, but I can't, right? Whatever it is, something mental, something in your mind, despite you having the best optimal strategy, is stopping you from following the strategy in order to get the results that you know you could get, right? And so there are multiple ways to address this, right? Um, you know, one is getting clear on like your why. Why do you want this? What's that going to do for you? What's life going to be like when you are feeling healthier, right? Like what, you know, What's, what's, what's that picture of life so you can work towards that? The other thing is like being in community, being around people, working with people who are getting the results you want to get, doing the things you want to be doing. Because when you go out there and live your life in standard American world, it's like you're doing what? You're drinking, you know, what's in that smoothie? It looks like swamp water, you know? Like all these people are out there in the standard American diet and the standard American results and there's that pressure to conform. Right, but if you're around people that are doing the things you want to be doing, getting the results you want to be getting, 
and you see them succeeding at it, you're like, okay, well, you know, at the end of the day, they're just a regular flesh and bone person like me. You know, like people want to put Dr. Ben on this pedestal. Like, honestly, I'm just a regular dude for the most part. I'm a pretty regular dude. But it begins to program your brain when you see these people getting these results and you're around them, you're dipped in with them. Like the, the idea that, you know, surround yourself with, you know, some of the five people you surround yourself with. Well, if you surround yourself with people who are, you know, fat and sick and out of shape and unhealthy and have bad attitudes and bad mindsets, well, guess what? It's going to be hard for you to do too. So part of the, the mindset thing is surrounding yourself with, with the right people. And number three is, is, is support. Right? Like you can have the perfect strategy, like I said, I can map out the perfect strategy for you. You can like have the perfect mindset. Hey, Dr. Ben, I've watched all your videos on what listened to all your podcasts. I've seen all your testimonials. I've read your book. Like I know for a fact it works, right? Like I know and I believe it. Uh, but there's still a challenge, right? And that challenge is like you gotta live day to day life in the freaking matrix still, right? Like we don't live in the tropical rainforest. I mean, some of you do, but most part you don't. And so there's be times when you like you slip up, make mistakes, right? And 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 um, that slip up can lead to a slippery slope where it's like you just fall completely down the mountain. You undo all your progress, right? But if you have support, you make a mistake, you can reach out. You know, you have someone coaching you, you have someone mentoring you, right? You can reach out. You know, before it becomes a slippery slope down the hill, and someone can get you back on the horse, right? Get you back on the horse before you get dragged through the mud by the horse and hit your head on a rock. And so it's like that support can keep you in the loop of doing the things you want to be doing even when the sabotage kicks in. So, it, it, you know, I, I try to put the strategy information out there as best I can. It's in the book. It's in my courses. It's in, in this podcast, you know, strategy, strategy, strategy. Um, but, like, if, if mindset and support are something you need help around, um, you know, shoot me a message. Send me an email, drbenefastmail.com. Send me a Instagram message. Hey, I think I, I think I need support. I think my mindset isn't where I need to be. I need help on that. Let's have a conversation. See how I can support you. How my team can support you. Um, because you know, like this, this healing process isn't easy. I can map it all out, but at the end of the day, it's not easy. And of course it doesn't help that the mainstream medical model is like just trying to suppress this stuff and rail against it because it makes them look like fools. It makes them look like fools that, that, that like these drugs can be out there, you know, giving them millions of people and not getting results. And that some dude like me can come along and be like, hey, just eat, you know, mangoes, bananas, and lettuce as your primary staples and you heal this stuff. You don't need any of these drugs, right? Um, so the body has the capacity to heal itself, like. This, this works, right? And if you want to watch testimonials on my website, drbenjaminmanulis.com, check them out. They're on there. Okay. So the body has the capacity to heal itself. It's just, are you willing to get out of its way? Are you willing to get out of your own way? And then you can't, all right? But until that happens, it's going to be pretty hard. And if that's something you need support on, like I said, send me a message. Um, and as always, um, be sure to, you know, like, subscribe, comment, give me a rating or review. This podcast is still pretty new. I appreciate you helping me get the word out there. Um, if there are other topics you would like me to do a podcast on, shoot me a message. I got a bunch of ideas, but I really like to hear from you guys. Because at the end of the day, ultimately, I'm in service to you. 
I'm here to pay it forward. I've, I've had, um, you know, I had my fair share of struggles with my health, but now I'm in a much better place. And, and my mission is to, is to pay it forward and help other people. So, um, you know, that's why I do this. So if there's information that you need, there's things you want to see or hear in this podcast, like, let me know. I am, I am of service. I would love to put that out. All right. This podcast is not a lot to stroke my own ego or anything like that. It's, it's here in service to you. So I hope you find it as a useful resource. And if you do, like I said, like, comment, share, subscribe, leave a rating. And, um, and, or if you just want to shoot me a personal message of like, you know, how this has been helpful to you, I would really, I would really love and appreciate that. So hope this was helpful and I will catch you guys next episode.